Hello and welcome to the Pixels Inning Podcast, brought to you by CG Magazine. Uh, today I'm joined with Cole Watson. Hello, hello. Alex. Hey, how's it going? I can't say your last name. I'm not going to and, and I'm not going to even try. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, I'm Brendan Fry, editor-in-chief of CG Magazine. Sadly, Lisa Muir could not be here this week due to unforeseen circumstances, but she, we are joined with... The irreverent Jordan Biotti. That's right. The most irreverent. Why yeah. has he got a title? Uh, he's the most irreverent. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> it's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, do you really want to be known as the most irreverent? Yeah, it was, I do yeah, now. You, know. you can be the semi-irreverent uh, Cole. Would you want that? Not even Cole. Last Watson, week. No. Uh, semi- oh, yeah. Sounds like a bad magic act. <laughs> the semi-irreverent Cole Watson. <laughs> Watch him make Anyways, a rabbit almost disappear. How's everyone doing on this weirdly humid uh, week I in mean, Toronto? You described it just there. It's humid. It's hot. Weirdly so. Yeah. My brain don't work. You yeah. know, um, it's supposed to cool down next week. It's supposed to have rain at some point today. So if we have weird technical glitches in this podcast, that would be why. But shall we break it down into the news? Let's do yes. it. Let's dive right in. Okay. So let's start off with the big and exciting things. This uh, do we do we do the new releases first? Or we do the news first. Oh, we usually do the new releases. Yeah, releases. Okay, let's start off with the new releases. So the first thing we should make note of is Pokemon Quest is yes. released this week. That's yeah. uh, that's a. Um like a sort of free-to-play Pokemon game. That is that for Switch? Yeah. It's for Switch. It's It seems like it's primarily for mobile, but they brought it to Switch first. Yeah. Weird. Okay. Is it, is it good at all? Uh, I haven't really got into it just because I was looking into it uh, the other day, and it's one of those like free-to-start games, and that term always worries me. I've heard some <laughs> fairly good things about it. It looks is that, cute. Is that the weird blocky one? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's is it like Pokemon Rumble? Is it like in that sort of vein, or in Rumble, were you able to control the Pokemon, or was it just they they do what they want? You I could control them. I think you or you could control one at least. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Because with what I have with Quest is that well, I just set it to auto because mm-hmm. I just like seeing the pretty blocks hit each other. Yeah. They are very pretty and very blocky. Yeah. Yeah. But if I want to control them, I can't technically move them, but I can tell them like what moves I want them to perform. Uh, okay. The big thing with Quest is really that it's a it's a numbers game, you know. Uh, so for the first part of the game, what you're doing is you're doing expeditions and you're just completing levels. And then at your home base, you're cooking up meals to attract Pokemon and then recruit them. Mm-hmm. And uh, every Pokemon that I've encountered so far, including duplicates, has like different moves and stuff. So I had two coughings, and one was more like had flamethrower and stuff, and the other one had uh, poison attacks. And then I had an Onyx with, uh, like, uh, primarily fighting and steel. And then mm-hmm. I have one with rock. So there's a lot of differences there. But mainly it's a numbers game because what you do is uh, during the expeditions, you also get more ingredients and these uh, kinds of, uh, I think they're called power stones. And what they do is they can increase the Pokemon's uh, health or strength. But yeah, that's pretty yeah, much it, it. it. It sounds like a mobile game. Yeah, exactly. it definitely does. It, it sounds more like a mobile game coming to Switch than a Switch game coming to mobile, right? <laughs> Even though they released in the other order, which is, I think, weird. So, but... and this is this is going to be a one of their many announcements they really they announced this week, kind of surprise. Yeah, yeah during was it that. an investment call? Or what was it? It was like a Pokemon uh, conference, kind okay. of yeah, in Tokyo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it looks okay. 
yeah. thing. It's free. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm waiting wait for it to come out on the mobile game, like on the mobile platform, before I get into it. Because will your like progress between the mobile platform and the Switch version be synced up, or uh, if it works like a mobile game, you can change IDs because they usually give you a code or whatever. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for this one, I'm I'm not sure how they're working it. Is it, it. We don't know if it's through a Nintendo account. I think it is through your Nintendo account. Yeah. Oh, then maybe it will. Uh, yeah, then it's probably. Yeah. I think, why would they, because all Switch games you are linked to your Nintendo account. That's how they all work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll have to wait and see, because that's not out on mobile yet. Is there a date when it will be hitting mobile? Summer. Yeah. Okay, so sometime in the summer. Probably might even do it at the end of E3. I can see that. Conference. Okay, we also have Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon. Ugh, don't, don't tell me. I'm still waiting for it. Oh. Wait, really? Yeah, it's because. Switch. Well, because I. I updated my because uh, I, I I backed this thing on Kickstarter, right? So okay, oh. I switched like I uh, recently I I got the email like saying uh, you know it's coming out soon. Just update your information mm-hmm. to make sure everything was okay. Yeah. So I switched everything over to be on the Switch, um, and I got my cool like special edition heading this way. But right, right. like they they haven't given out the code. They gave you a temporary Steam code for huh. uh, curse of the moon but they still haven't got the console codes for mm. curse of the moon so i'm still waiting for my switch review i don't i don't want to taint it i kind of want to experience okay, it enough. once <laughs> okay fair enough yeah uh we also have street fighter 30th anniversary edition Ooh. is this for just switch or is this a lot of platforms i believe there? it's more than one platform give me a second i'm going to check as you all talk about fun things that are not me looking on the internet <laughs> yeah, I, I, the thing that no, I'm glad. Like it looks cool. Like I like the idea of having a bunch of uh, different Street Fighters. I like the fact that yeah. Fighting Street is part of it too, or like mm, yeah. the original Street Fighter. But I hate the the stupid like display within the display. Like I hate when games. Yeah, I, I have to say that I'm not really a fan of that. Yeah, they basically make it so it's like a weird square thing in the middle of your 4K screen. So yeah, it looks really like, wonky. Do that if you're going to optimize it for like HD and optimize it for a big like a big yeah. screen like release console. Like make it work. I agree with you. Especially I have if another you're it on Switch, and then they're going to box it within the tiny Switch screen. Like yeah, that is a little weird. I have another detail for you to look up, Brendan. Is it on the Eclipse Engine? <laughs> Because okay. when I reviewed the Mega Man Legacy Collections mm-hmm. for Switch, the, the whole big thing about them is recreating them as faithfully as possible using right. that engine. Okay. So that includes their resolution and all that. Right, right. Okay. But with Mega Man, they also had the option. There was an optimized version too, right? Yeah, the Turbo CPU mode, which was exclusive to Switch. Which doesn't make any sense. But okay. <laughs> it might. Uh, it is not. Okay. Okay. So that's interesting. Because it sounds I mean, like- it's, it's according to like... Neo Gaff, and apparently not, but yeah. let's yeah. take that with a grain of salt. It's, it's probably we'd have to find out. Uh, apparently, it does not. Because to me, it looks like it's just an archive of all the titles that yeah. they could possibly like do. emulating, basically. Yeah, and I don't know if they wanted to recreate them as faithfully as possible. Yeah, I, it, it's it's being made, done by Digital Eclipse, but it no, it is being developed by Digital Eclipse. Okay, then that. Oh, then that's strange. then yeah, they're archiving them as as truthfully as they can, and yeah, I okay. know that they focus primarily on the arcade modes, right, right. not the console ports. Well, that's fine. I mean, it's like 50 bucks. It's not all that expensive. It seems like if you really are a person that enjoys the entire lineup of the Street Fighter range, yeah. it's a good way to kind of just get all those games because there's a lot of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. I'm really happy to see that they're all coming with online modes as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that's really fragmenting their player base for it's online. It's a little weird, yeah. 
But, I, think, uh, I think it's a nice touch. It's giving you a lot of bang for your buck if you really don't own those games already. And if you do own yeah. them, yeah, maybe you go buy it. I don't know. It's, Switch needs a fight stick. That's why yeah, I'm going to end Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. That's Build a, it out thing. cardboard. We also have Yoku's Island Express. This is one Judd reviewed, right? Yeah, he reviewed it on PC and, no, X, was it PC and Switch. Okay, yeah, what did he Switch. think of it? He loved it. He gave it 10 out of 10. Really? Wow. Yes, he loved this game. Interesting. Oh, yeah, it is like pinball. It's like a weird pinball thing. It's a pinball Metrovania. Huh, that's an interesting setup. I mean, I played it last year at E3. Mm-hmm. And it is a pinball Metrovania. <laughs> you like each segment, you kind of have to get new powers and you can do different things within the world and you kind of have to work with that. And it has a really painterly art style that really separates it out from other games. Yeah, it looks really pretty. Yeah, it's really stunning. Um, I think that was um, Team 17 put that one out. Whatever happened to pinball games? Like, remember... Because no one cares anymore. And also, they worked when people remembered pinball. Now no one remembers pinball. pinball. I'm I'm saying, like, remember stuff like Kirby's Pinball Land or like Pokemon Pinball? Like, Games yeah. used to be about stuff, and they were pinball. Like, what is it that happened? A lot of that was like the Game Boy Advance, though. Like, this is all, a lot of it came to that, which made sense. It had the triggers and everything. It was just like honestly, I think pinball games had a day and day and time when you had parents and people that actually used to play pinball. Yeah, remember pinball and say, "Hey, I'm going to buy my kid a game. I love pinball. Kirby yeah. pinballs when I'm going to buy." But I don't think any kids nowadays have any fond memories of pinball. At this point, it's their parents like, I played Pokemon pinball when I was a kid. And the yeah. kid's like, that's nice. I want to play Fortnite. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right? Does, does, the, does where's Pokemon the Fortnite pinball, pinball, pinball or Fortnite? I really only want the Fortnite. Is Fortnite pinball? <laughs> One of them's free. So. <laughs> if Epic's listening, that's that's a moneymaker right there. Make a, a Fortnite, pinball? Fortnite, but it's pinball. No, that's a bad idea. That's Not a, a pinball cabinet that is Fortnite. I mean, like, it's pinball. Last and ball you play game. a Battle Royale pinball. I feel that sounds like the worst thing ever. I don't know. I think we're sitting on an untapped. You think the ball's rolling around the map at all times? You have to jump out of the way. One person's playing pinball as the battle royale goes along, and the ball's just bouncing (laughs) everywhere. And that sounds awful. Everyone is just overly convoluted, and they have to bounce off each other with a build mechanic where you can build ramps Mm. and and paddles. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, there's all that build mechanic what in Fortnite. What if there's two teams and like one of them is like you know it's 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 a pinball game happening on both sides? Isn't that just shooting. soccer? That's that's, <laughs> that's straight up just soccer. Fortnite just, soccer. Oh, no. I feel like we've just invented the sport that already exists. Fortnite Rocket League. pinballs. <laughs> no cars and no no cars in Fortnite. Remember what, there was a time like two years ago where every game wanted to mimic Rocket League. Yeah. yeah. Where they were like. Uh, what was the game? A Warframe had a Rocket League mode. Overwatch had their uh, yeah, ball. Yeah. yeah. And then everyone's like, maybe we shouldn't do that because that's a bad idea. Our yeah. game doesn't work that way. <laughs> no. Also, do people still play Rocket League? Yeah. Oh, okay. from time to time. There's a very uh, devote fan. But is, I mean, is it growing as fast as it was when it first launched? No. Okay. Yeah, and at this point, it's come to every system, so yeah. it's mm-hmm. not really going to go much farther. But they made bank. Yeah, they did. Oh, they yeah. made bank. They yeah. gave up with their weird... Um, Vampire game with Square Enix. Oh, I didn't even know that was. A thing. Yeah, they were doing the Legacy of Cain online game. Sure, Legacy of Cain don't need that. Nope, <laughs> it didn't need to exist. But they, that Sionix uh, was making that. Okay, Sig- whatever the hell. Well, either way, they have money to fund their next project now. So sure, I think it's Rocket League Two. Ooh. Oh yeah, and Rocket League was basically what was it? Super awesome yeah. battle cars. Yeah. 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 What if Rocket League? 
had a battle royale mode. Oh man, oh, Rocket Rock League ending. battle royale. Patent pending. I've already I've already registered it. If they want to do it, they have to come to me. Sue me. <laughs> Anyways, that is the major releases for this week. It's not. It's up to E3. There's only a few weeks that we have to hit yeah. a big show, so I'm not uh-huh. surprised we're not seeing a lot of games hitting the store shelves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of stuff came out last ones. week too. Yep. Yeah. Well, there's some good yep. selection there. Um. Okay. So we have some news. It's not been a huge news week. It's again, it's two weeks before E3. People are not really doing all that many things right now, but there's a few things happening. So let's dive in. Yep. I'd say you know what I'd say it, it it was it was a very targeted huge news week. No, I no, that. I wouldn't say that at all. Oh really? <laughs> no, well, we got we got three pretty big like. Or at least two pretty big, like, announcements. Maybe two big announcements and one announcement that I knew was going to happen. And when it happened, I'm like, oh, that's a week early. Okay. (laughs) The E3 judge. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's start with the Pokemon stuff. We alluded to it earlier. But, yeah, in a um, little conference thing they had going on in Japan, they announced Mm. lots of Pokemon things. The Pokemans. Yeah. Yeah, they got the... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You can you can do it. <laughs> Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee editions, yep. yeah. uh, as well as a confirmation of a mainline RPG title in 2019. It was like, sure. Yeah. We all knew this was happening. It's just kind of like, yeah, this is more of this. I, I like that. I was ex- I was kind of expecting something. Well, Jordan, Jordan, stop. Before what? you say anything else, you are the resident fanboy of everything Nintendo. So this is not surprising <laughs> yeah, you saying. But I mean, I OK, uh, not necessarily that I liked it, uh, you know, because like by the nature of like it, I like it. Um, I was gonna say because I was expecting something to be like actually mainline Pokemon related. I thought when they were talking all this like Pokemon Let's Go stuff, this was gonna be a mainline Pokemon game, but like Same. some yeah. small yeah. you know stuff from Pokemon yeah. Go maybe carried over. Um, yeah. The fact that this is like a like a legit spinoff that builds a lot on the like the ideas that were sort of laid out in Pokemon Go. That's very cool to me. Uh, I honestly, I would have been more excited if the mainline Pokemon game was coming out this year. For sure. Than I am a, hey, it's kind of like Pokemon Go, but on your Switch. Yeah, at, at the same time, it's not one or the other. And the fact that it is coming out next does year. The, does, the, is... does the Switch have a camera? Nope. Ye- on the front. No. Nope. Does it? Nope. No. No camera at all. Infrared camera yeah, it, in it, the... It, 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 I'm not sure. Camera. It connects somehow. I think it might be through Bluetooth or might be a... Yeah, it's like, sure. You yeah. know, it's a thing. It, it exists. Yeah. I don't I'm, I don't think we need to talk much about that. That, that I happened. Mean, just, I, I think it's a smart idea to just focus on the original 150. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, I think, no, I think that's good. I mean, yeah. no one really cares about this seventh different version of no. coughing. No, exactly. So I think we're okay. Yeah, and it's got some multiplayer in there too. And, I, you know, yeah. it's a casual mm. RPG Pokemon Yeah, that's title, who this is really Which is going to sell yeah. really well because it's coming out at, you know, November. Okay. Let's jump on to the next big thing. Yep. And we have Fortnite versus PUBG in Korea. Yes. Yep. They getting sued. So for anyone that doesn't know, Fortnite is a game by Epic and PUBG is a game by Bluehole. They are both Battle Royale. They are both Battle Royale. They're both partially owned by Tencent. Yeah. <laughs> Bluehole just has it's- the sourest of grapes. Oh, they really don't this. like the fact that they are losing market share. So they're just basically, hey, maybe we can sue for the fact that we kind of own the IP of this. Maybe. I but don't they, know. That's the thing is that they don't own anything. No, like their that's whole the thing you can't. is built if, if, on like matchsticks and paper mache. 
Also, like the fact is, if they argued this, Mario could come back and say every platform was a Mario game. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what to tell you. <laughs> every awesome. platform is like, Mario. <laughs> I mean, like, if you really follow this back and actually let this through, the amount of lawsuits upon lawsuits mm-hmm. upon lawsuits that would be come out of the woodwork. Someone from the 80s say, hey, I made the original this sort of game. You owe me all this money now. Every puzzle game's just Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so many things that would open up if they allowed this through. Yeah. They're there's, not, lot, there's no every way. Every Souls-like is stealing from, from software. Every uh, RPG is stealing from the original Dungeon and Dragon. Like the amount of things that could happen. It's, yeah. I mean, the entire game industry is built on taking an idea. Yeah, that's why Metroidvania exists as a genre. That's yeah, why yeah. like Souls-like exists as a genre that you take a thing that works and you find a way to uh, iterate yeah. on it. Call of Duty wouldn't exist without Doom. Would everyone be, would Doom suddenly be suing everyone? Well, I guess it'd be like Blake Stone or Wolfenstein yeah, suing yeah. someone. But yeah. but the point is, the concept that you can trademark the way you play a game mm-hmm. is incredibly insane. Yeah. It's like it the Fine Bros yeah. a couple years yeah. back. Saying, saying, oh, reaction videos. React. And everyone's like, nah, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, you, no, it doesn't make sense to me because by all accounts too, PUBG is a success like it's, it's fine, a yeah. successful yeah. game that people are still playing and talking about like the problem they, is it's not it's not getting that to get a little inside baseball here place, pretty much um the fact is if you look at the numbers especially on our any website mm-hmm. Fortnite will get you significantly more of the coveted clicks than you will get from a PUBG story. Yeah. It's just the way it is. It, yeah, because there's different kinds of events and stuff yeah. to keep that community yeah, and it, put it, in. It's just got a way larger install base too. Right? Also, Epic's better at making games. <laughs> it's yeah. true. PUBG really is just an H1Z1 mod. It, it, it really... The problem is when you're looking at PUBG, it is a really good concept and a really good execution of said concept. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. they, have very, they don't have the programmers to make the yeah. concept look as flawless yeah, they don't as they have want. their own style yeah. Uh, yeah no it's just like hey there's, there's no character to it it's like it's dirt yeah it's like you want a, a game with generic looking characters we got you yeah and it's like it's it's basically call of duty battle royale but now that that's happening yeah. it's like mm. what now the point is fortnite at least has a style to it i mean i like yeah. the style but it looks basically like a pixar cartoon come to life no yeah, but that's yeah. what i mean like it's distinguishable yeah it very much yeah For sure I, don't I think know, with it's... PUBG in particular, like I remember, like people are like, "Oh, you gonna you gonna sue Fortnite?" Like really early on when Fortnite yeah. was actually starting to build its fan base, and they're like, "Now nah, we're gonna be." No, like... but the thing is, they threatened early on, and they said, "Nah, yeah, we're yeah. good. We're too we're too good for that." Yep. And now, now what's like, their quote? Why not? After listening to the growing feedback from our community and reviewing the gameplay for ourselves, we are concerned that Fortnite might be replicating the experience for which PUBG is known. So in other words, we've lost enough players to this. We're going to see what we can do on this front. Yeah, yeah. we played their didn't, game. It was pretty good, man. Didn't yeah. they also want to sue some other company? Also, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it out there. Mm. Epic is mostly or very significantly owned by Tencent. Tencent has some of the deepest pockets in the industry. Yeah, these are Tencent companies fighting each other. <laughs> yes. They got so much money, they're like, let's just sue each other. But a more, more importantly, to do. Tencent owns a large portion of Epic. Tencent owns only like a 5-10% stake okay. of Blue Hole. Yeah. Didn't Blue so Hole what hap- also so what want will to happen sue to- someone for like using frying pans in their game? Because that's like oh, an nice. iconic 
probably. probably. So <laughs> iconic. But my that. point is, if this actually goes to court, Blue Hole has no hope. No. Like, the amount of the pockets of Tencent are so ridiculously deep. And, and they're vengeful. They're a company that will just, like, put everything against uh, any lawsuit just to make sure they win. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, not I only mean, that, they really don't have a lawsuit here. No, it's no, a stupid lawsuit. It's, it's, and it's, Tencent will... F- thing is, Tencent invested in Blue Hole in an end effort to make sure this didn't happen. I wonder... I wonder how fighting it in Korea is really going to go. Korean courts are more um, receptive to this sort of thing than North American courts. Like, no, this is stupid. Yeah, they don't really like treat like home court advantage. Yeah. No, interesting. Ah, okay. Um, so, I mean, it it might go interestingly, but my thinking is this will be settled out of court. Tencent will be say, "Here's a million dollars, go away," mm-hmm. or whatever number ridiculous number it will be, or. They're going to just fight it and to see how far they can take it just to de- tear Blue Hole apart. Yeah. And that'll be stupid, too. Yeah. There's no outcome of this that no I see really ending wins. well. No, no. For, for, yeah. It's uh, the lawyers involved will win. Yeah. But I don't see. <laughs> if you're looking for a job, hop on quick. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like become a lawyer on this lawsuit because it's all really stupid. Yep. But anyways, moving on. So uh, who wants more Fallout? I want more I'll Fallout. I'll take it, yeah. I mean, I know Jordan loved Fallout 4 so much. He has a tattoo on his chest of like the the helmet. Where's he, he, he can't sleep unless he's in a, a power armor. Favorite number four. Yeah, I mean, when I see Jordan, uh, he always talks about Fallout. Yeah, he, it's never Nintendo. It's no, never anything. No, else. just how much he loved Fallout and how you Fallout. Know, Fallout you know, basically, Fallout Four changed his life. Yeah. Yeah. And now he cannot live without playing Fallout 4 at least four hours a day. So how excited, Jordan, are you for Fallout 76? I mean, I wish I knew what it was. So you're sticking with 4, okay. Yeah, he, right. loves, yeah, that's fair. he loves 4. He's so comfortable. The DLC for 4 will keep him busy for forever. Yeah, like one, he's one he's, he's never going to need to play anything else. I mean, I mean, there's there's so many quests that just never basically. end. But it, Jordan say. basically were telling me it's the last game anyone's ever wow. going to need. The forever game. Once you get it. He said, Screw uh, No Man's Sky. It's Fallout 4. Wow. Literally, you just get the same quest over and over from certain people. So, I mean, you could literally just play that game forever and never stop. It's confirmation. Well, I mean, there you go. Confirmation. It is the best game ever made. 10 out of 10. Yeah. But, but yeah, Fallout 76 is in these. Um, <laughs> it's the next installment. Being, being less facetious now. Yep, yep. It is... Um, so it's the, less, it's the next installment. We really don't know much. What we do know is the visuals. It looks like they're definitely pushing the visuals beyond what we've seen for previous follow games. Mm-hmm. It's a much more smooth aesthetic than we've seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't see what people look like, but the environments are much more rich and yeah. much more colorful. Yeah, but we don't really know how much of that is pre-rendered trailer footage. Oh, Jordan, we don't know anything. No, well, okay, now like, we literally know nothing other than the title. The guy has a cool j- shirt that has the logo it's, of the, it's the Vault Seventy Six. Yeah, back. I yeah. don't know how much we because I know it was well, a wait, day- the lore of Fallout. Uh, Vault Seventy Six was a, a operations for a shelter, mm-hmm. so a lot of like the um, construction, like they worked on how to make sure that all the other vaults would work. Yeah. yeah, it was it was basically kind of a hub. And the vault opens twenty years after. Yeah. 
I don't know how <laughs> it's the fallout, maybe. Yeah. We want to give this because a lot of rumors and stuff and like sources There's online, so many rumors right now yeah. are and everyone's suggesting like, it's a mobile game. It's a no, multiplayer. The, the game. one that I'm hearing that is Battle the most game. the most like trusted from people who like have like trusted sources. Yeah. Is okay. that this is going to be something like an online multiplayer thing akin to Rust or HMZ. Yeah, survival. Which fine. I think it would be interesting. Like, I just yeah, don't... Sure. Like, building a base, like, would you just build in the vault? Or would you build outside the vault? That's I what think, makes I think you, like, find more land so you can build... I don't... You know something? It's basically... If what people are saying is true, it sounds very similar to State of the Decay in the Fallout universe. Yeah. Which could be really neat. But then again, we should take everything what people are saying with a grain of salt, because... Bethesda likes messing with people. Yeah. yeah. So they could have leaked some like concept that, and they're like, I'm just going to throw this thought balloon out there. No, no one likes that. I'm going to pull that back. <laughs> it's now a standard Fallout game, just called Fallout 76, because it takes, it's like the 70s version of Fallout, not the 50s. Whoa. We played you, Scrub. Well, because like, my question is too, because like in the lore of Fallout, right? Fallout. Uh, Vault 76 was like the first one to open, like something like like what was like a hundred years or something after, or like a like the first like couple of decades after the bomb fell. So yeah. it's like, what world is going to be there outside um, of the vault? <laughs> well, I mean, it'd be nothing. They, to be fair, they haven't shown anything beyond the vault itself. Yep. So it could yeah. be you kind of excavating within the thing. They could do a lot of things within the Fallout universe, and it, it and based on the fact that we did have. Um, Fallout Shelter, and that game did really well. So I could see them doing kind of a yeah. first-person Fallout Shelter-style game. Like and they even kind brought of that kind story. of uh, to Fallout 4 in a way, didn't yeah. they? With, like, the vault they creation. Did. Yeah. yeah. So, they really got to really improve the base mechanics, though. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. The, yeah, because that's the weakest point for 4 mm-hmm. and how necessary it is, I feel, at times. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be really neat, but as I said, we probably won't know anything to E3. And even then, we'll probably get a slightly longer trailer and the, everyone's going to say it's the the best thing ever. Yep. And then we're going to have some band go on stage, possibly another 80s metal band or maybe an 80s punk band or 90s punk band. And we're going to be like, wow, Bethesda's press conference is the best thing ever. <laughs> I just want to see, yep. Yep. like... That's our title. <laughs> I just want to see like New Vegas remastered on Switch. Just that's never going to happen. Make Jordan. it happen. Also, well, they put I'm Jordan, Jordan, I'm going to stop you for two seconds. So every port that's come to the Switch so far has been every like port of like remasters on the uh, on the Switch right now yep. have been kind of subpar. Uh, yeah. I would. They're I would, playable. I mean, they're, they're, they're fine. Doom's okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're Skyrim is kind probably of the best version of Skyrim on the Switch. Well, that's because, but that to be fair, it's been so many years. Yeah, that game's from like five years ago. Yeah, yeah but it was like probably the most enjoyable on Switch. I feel you're only saying that because you love your Switch. No, I, I'm, yeah. it's more it's more because like it's it's the portability aspect that I love so sure. much. Okay. Like we, we talked about a little bit. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you don't have to commit to it as hard, and I like that. It's because Skyrim, like you guys said, like Skyrim is so old. We've played it so many times that like you can kind of disconnect yourself from it a little bit. That's fair. Okay, I, I'll give you that. Either way, are we are we all excited for uh, Fallout seventy six or no? Sure. I want more details. Yeah, yeah. this thing. I yeah. I mean, at this point, it could be the best thing ever. Yeah. It also could be the worst game ever, or it could be completely mediocre. We don't know. Yeah, stay tuned. But I mean, I do love Pete Hines' Twitter photos of him just wearing a jersey with seventy six in the back. I'm like, yeah, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> you're, you're kind of a dick, but I love it. Keep that up. Ooh. Okay. 
So we also have the uh, news, news of the, week. the biggest news that I know everyone here was ever. dying about. Yeah. And when the fact I had to keep it secret killed me. Yeah. This is this I, is the biggest secret of E3. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sonic Team Racing. Woo! Oh my god. It's basically like if Mario Kart had Sonic characters. Yeah. And did you guys play Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed? No, it was, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like Diddy Kong okay. Racing so, with Sonic. I mean, it yeah, that's out, what I thought. It of came it. out at the beginning of the we use play, the, you know, like right after it launched. So there was no Mario Kart yet, and that's really what it worked because there was no competition of Mario. What? As soon I, as I Mario Kart game, game, I forgot yeah. about that game. But also, the, uh, so I played it. And yeah. I can I don't think I can talk about everything yet because the embargo's really weird because of those announcements. Give yeah. me all the details. Um but it's kinda neat that the fact that you work as a team as you race, so you can like give power ups to each other, you can kind of use okay, your cool. skills to kind of uh do special attacks by if you all have your char- stars char- or like um char- your charge ready to go, you can all do kind of a rush ahead attack. So it really is pushing Neat. team mechanics into mm-hmm. the kind of Mario Kart genre. Yeah. Which is now just straight up the Mario Kart genre. Yeah, everyone just no, it's domination. <laughs> Again, genre. Mario, Nintendo can just sue everyone because of the Mario Kart genre. Yeah, they can sue everyone. Every kart racer is Mario Kart. Yeah. Uh, but either way, it, it, I can't really say if it was good or not, but it's like the actual embargo for preview hasn't come up. <laughs> yeah, and I mean... But, you know, it's what you saw in the trailer. So if you saw that, it's it's that. Okay. It's only got twelve racers, which is kind of like, eh. eh. Don't you want to race as Shadow the Hedgehog with his? I want his six skins. I want yeah. the different yeah. pants. Okay. You know something? It's that. Um, also, who here has seen Solo so far? Me. Nope. You've Not seen yet. it? Okay. Cool. And now I'm the only one. Apparently. Now apparently the budget was three hundred million dollars. Yeah. That's I mean that's estimated budget. So. That doesn't include marketing. That might include lots of different things. Yep. Um, also, the fact that they had to like reshoot numerous stuff. So that does add to the budget. Uh, films are really expensive to make, apparently. Yeah. Um, you don't say. No, I know. I, I didn't know that either. <laughs> but then I'm like, wow, what can I buy with $300 million? And I found out literally everything. This is an exclusive. I can actually. make so many Battle Royales. Yeah. I can buy a lot of Spider-Man. To be fair, <laughs> you could not make Kingdoms of Mamalore, apparently. Really? Apparently, you can... You'd, you'd find out you'd run out of money very quickly if you make him Yikes. <laughs> oh, that's a Kurt Schilling joke, and I feel bad for it now. That's fine. Yeah. Anyways, Solo, apparently underwhelmed with box office. I mean, let's be clear here. It still made over $100 million over the weekend, yep. counting the Monday. It just didn't make what people were expecting it to, which Disney was... Um, Early reports were expecting about $150 million for the full holiday weekend. Yeah. It does not make that. In in China, it only managed about 10 to $15 million, which is really low for the Chinese market, especially for a Disney-produced movie. Yeah. Like, a lot of their superhero movies do, you know, $50, $60 million but dollar range. Next, Star Wars is never big in China. No. It's, it, it never had that. No, but market. my point is because... The Chinese government only allows so many American movies in every single year. Oh, okay. And if this one performed that badly... Yeah, yeah, it's not sure. great it's not it's not what everyone was hoping yeah and it has not made it actually let's find out if it's made its money back as of right now mm-hmm. but yeah what does everyone think I, uh, i'm not surprised really i mean I it, it's, it's, it's just kind know, of fine it's it, it with all the reshoots coming up there and the and the fact that some people weren't happy with last jedi and yeah it's, it's not a mainline star wars film it's not coming out in december where they basically yeah. have 
no one competing with them. But here they had Deadpool, they had Infinity War and Stone Theaters. I, oh, yeah, mean, I mean, that was that was the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it, it's going to make a lot of money still. It's just not going to make Last Jedi Force Awakens fun. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't yeah. think that it's even Star Wars burnout. Like, no. I think it's just that people weren't really excited for Solo because it's yeah. not Harrison Ford playing the character for yeah, obvious reasons. Thing, yeah. Yep. Um, and because Solo was always kind of, it, it wasn't amped as like, hey, this is canon changing. This is yeah. going to add anything mm-hmm. like significant to the timeline. It's really just a Fast and Furious film for yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. Which I think uh, is better than a Fast and Furious film. After so it, right now, worldwide. I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> worldwide, it's about $197 million. Yeah. Oof. It'll be in theater for another two months. Domestic, it's only made 115. Okay. Hmm. So they, it hasn't even broken the um, 150 million dollar mark. It's, they were expecting domestically, and it's been movie. out for a week now. It's been out for a solid okay. week, and with those numbers, it doesn't look tracking right now. It does not look like it's going to do better next weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to drop off about half. It doesn't look like one okay. of those movies that's kind of sustained throughout. Yeah, I think this is one where the DVD sales are going to be interesting to look yeah. at. It, it's probably going to be a movie that does fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not going to be a blockbuster. It's not going to be one of those movies that made it tripled its budget back. Yeah. Like right now, it hasn't even made its budget back. No. But over the course of the film, over the course of the life of the of the movie, it'll probably just make its budget back, maybe maybe a hundred million dollars more. But with a hundred million dollar or three hundred million dollar movie, that is really hard to recoup yeah. unless you have gangbuster numbers. And as of right now, it does not look like it is getting that. For sure. Uh, what did it get over the weekend? A long weekend in the states. It only managed. Where are we? Only managed one hundred and three million. Which the long weekend numbers—that's not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Cole said, I don't think it's Star Wars fatigue. I just think that it's no, not I, an exciting film. No, I don't think most. it's Star Wars fatigue. I mean, you do have some people that are, you know, up in arms. The fact that you know there's a robot that's for rights of other robots, and people are upset about that because how dare those social justice <laughs> warriors get their grimy hands in their Star Wars? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, you know who cares? I Honestly, like, the movie's yeah. fine. It's not, and I don't, none of those things people are complaining about matter to the movie whatsoever. No, it's, it's, it's just, the acting is kind of flat. It's a fun romp. Donald Glover's the, great. Donald Glover's great. The villain is amazing. I've yeah. heard like he nothing is. but good things about it too. Like every like critic that I've seen really? talking about it has been like saying it's really good. It's re- like, I know some people. I would say it's serviceable. It's, yeah. it's basically, hey, what if we just made him 80 movies, 80s movie in, you know, Late two thousands. Can we do that? Yeah, it's we did that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, an eighties action movie starring Han Solo. Why not? Well, the main character, the the actor for the main character is really flat. I think the person that plays um, Kali, what's her name? Kira. Uh, Kira. She, she's she's, she's not good. No, no. Oh, she's. I, I thought Amelia Clark did a good job. She's really flat. She's like, oh no, you don't know what I've done. You'll never understand Unless how far I've in. come. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's a I, robot. I, I, like overall just quickly just the robot had more personality than she did yeah and, and most of the supporting cast is pretty good i mean woody oh, yeah. harrelson was woody harrelson i mean of. i don't like woody harrelson but he did a good woody harrelson yeah, yeah. and then um yeah, I, mean, I think the person for showing up and doing your job yeah that's, <laughs> he did that that's woody harrelson um i think the person that played the villain did a really good job he did um i think the person that played chew and honestly i didn't like the main actor but even if you read my review his chemistry with, with Chewie yep. was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It really, in those scenes, you could see some of that Han Solo charm. 
Yeah, and which we don't really, I mean, in, in, in the original no. trilogy and everything, we don't really see them, you know, on their own too much. No. Because there's so many people around. I mean, you see a few key scenes, you're like, ah, yeah. they're old friends. Uh, in this one, you kind of get that, yeah. but not to the extent that you see in... Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think you see it more, but you just... Yeah, I mean... I, I think Harrison Ford is just so much better at playing that dry wit. Yeah. Very much like, I'm angry, but I love you, Chewie. Yeah, <laughs> summed up the movies right there. But yeah, I don't. I don't see them doing a solo too. I see them doing other stuff. I see them yeah. just using this know. as an experiment, saying, "Ah, you know, it's like people don't yeah. know of that. We're good." But there's a Boba Fett movie coming apparently. So you know something. I wonder if the the marketing for this or the um, box office numbers for this will mm-hmm. put that on hold. Because if it only if it just based back budget and yeah, Han Solo is the biggest character in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, they might move away from the solo or the solo movies or the character focused movies and move on more side story movies for sure but yeah. at the same time i think boba fett is a character that they have a lot to work with not really boba fett isn't that interesting as a thank character. you thank but, you but they have he so much to work so with in the fact overrated. that he literally has one scene people love and there's yeah. they can do anything you don't know anything about him <laughs> no no you, you, you do you do know things about him because the original trilogy oh, is canon so he is a mm-hmm. bunch of all stormtroopers are basically the same thing as as boba fett Clone Wars TV show. yes yeah. it's all canon it's all canon now but just have the movie start with him coming out of the sarlacc pit. yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah. rocket wow out of that it. wasn't too fun let's see what else can do <laughs> <laughs> Woo! boba fett uh i know and at least they're not following the um extended universe where boba fett escaped the Sarlacc pet like three years later then went on weird adventures and like, then he died but then he wasn't dead it, yeah. was, it was a great comic series yeah it, it got really stupid <laughs> um you know it's like whatever it's yep. fine i i don't really care about the character of boba fett he just looks cool i guess it i does. like my edgelords yeah sure it's fine um shall we take a quick break and then come back and discuss what we've been playing and reading and watching and overwatching yep overwatching <laughs> We need to make that segment. Overwatching. Shanghai still hasn't won. Oh, spoilers. Oh, all right. Uh, you're <laughs> the worst. Break, guys. You're the worst. The Pixels and Ink podcast is brought to you by Buns, your city network. Buns connects you to the people in your neighborhood to help you find the things you need to fuel your real life. Swap things you already have to get items you need. You can also find jobs that pay the bills, homes for rent, advice, and a place to talk about your city. Buns is available online at buns.com and on your phones via the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Thank you, sponsors. And we are back. So shall we talk about what we've been playing, what we've been reading, and what we've been watching? Why sure. Not? Yep. If you don't want to, you don't need to. I mean, we can just go home. Okay. Uh, it's okay, really hot in here. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> okay, so let's start off with um, Cole. I, I see you were... Playing that Monster Hunter, yeah, like as, as if usual. that's a thing you'd never do. <laughs> Going after that, what's no? What's it, 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 you just have to find the, a way uh, to like the 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 Novastra or whatever. The oh, Lunastra, the Lunastra. That's yeah, it. yeah. Teostra's mate is now in Monster Hunter, and she's she's very ferocious compared to Teostra. Uh, and her little gimmick uh, that she's adding in is. Uh, her and Teostra can team up to do like this really big supernova attack and it constantly burns you. She's basically like an environmental damage while her mate is actually the one who's hitting you in the face up front. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then her armor and weapons uh, have three variations to them. So each of the 14 weapons in Monster Hunter, uh, when you kill enough of 
Lunastra to get her parts. Uh, you can make three variations of the long sword, three variations of the sword and shield that all have different kinds of Elder Dragon abilities put on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool in that aspect. But I, I also played another hunting game. Okay. One that mm-hmm. Jed Whitaker says may, might be the Fortnite of Monster Hunter games. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yes, and that is huh. Dauntless. Okay. Yes, Dauntless, uh, I think it was a week and a half ago, went into open beta, so everyone's jumping in now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made by Phoenix Labs uh, using the Unreal Engine. Okay. And basically, it's uh, it has a very cartoony aesthetic aesthetic just like Fortnite, mm-hmm. and it's a monster hunting game oh well that's that's I cool i guess seeing yeah. this yeah this looks really cool yeah it is really cool um right now it has five weapons it has sword uh chain swords uh what was the other one axe hammer and something similar to the insect glaive i think they call it the war pike so it has those, okay. yeah. So it has those five weapons. How this really differentiates from Monster Hunter is that uh, their little monster ensemble that they got going on is more animal based than like mythological based or dragon based. Uh, so you're fighting things like really big squirrels. <laughs> well, you mean I, I really did love fighting giant squirrels. So you know, I mean, I don't have to go outside ever again. It's great. Wow. Yeah, really big squirrels, really big lizards. Uh, really big dogs. So they're not quite as interesting as the Monster Hunter characters yet? They do have a very interesting flair to them. Okay. But I don't think that uh, the list right now is perfect, but it's good for introductions. And there's okay. plenty of content there to experience, uh, even as just a free-to-play uh, kind of experience. There are, I believe, I believe right now in open beta, there's about five worlds. I've gotten to the fourth one right now, and I'm getting my ass kicked quite a lot uh, because they only give you like five potions max per hunt. Uh, and sometimes it can be very unfair with how they do it right now because a lot of the monsters are still working out their hit boxes and their exact damage numbers. Uh, but right now it's quite a challenge, but it's still a lot of fun. The one complaint I really have with Dauntless that I don't think makes it match up to Monster Hunter, because I was playing this for about a week, uh, is the combat is kind of stiff. It doesn't have that personality or that impact that you like in Monster Hunter, where each hit feels like it's taken a chunk out of it. Mm -hmm. It really feels like kind of like MMO combat. Mm -hmm. It's like you're just swinging a sword at it. It's hitting it. And you'll see some battle damage. Uh, and you can still cut some parts off, yeah. but it, it's just lacking that next step to the combat to really make it interesting. And with with the combat, I, I will say that you have a light attack, you have a heavy attack, right, and right. then their unique mechanic that they've added in uh, are ether abilities. So for the sword, you can overcharge it and make it have an elemental attack, or you can launch this big wave uh, with the chain uh, with the chain blades. Uh, you can do instant teleports away and to the monster, as well as do uh, fancy uh, evades. Uh, with the hammer, you can. It's actually similar to the gun lance, where it has ammo, and okay. you can just shoot that all at the monster and then do a reload animation. Mm-hmm. So they're de- they're definitely doing some interesting things. I when I was playing this, I'm like, 
I don't think it's as good as Monster Hunter. Okay. But is this free or will it be free? Yeah, it's free right now in open beta, so anyone can jump in. And, and what will what's the planned cost when it actually releases? I don't think it has one. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, because th- they do have microtransactions in it. You can get different dyes. Okay. You can get... Uh, well, it still has a loot box system as well. Okay. So it's you can get different charms, you can get different dyes, you can get different uh, emotes, right, and right, flags. Right. Mm-hmm. So is there any sort of gameplay advantages that do you get by paying? Uh, right now, it's just progress uh, fasteners. Okay. It's nothing like you get more powerful or like gear. Or a crazy sword that kills everything. Yeah, it, okay. it's just different cosmetics that you can transmog onto other pieces of armor. Mm-hmm. That way they can look uh, completely different while... Uh, having the best kind of abilities and armor that you want to stack up. So hence the Fortnite comparables. Yes. Okay. Um, I think it's going to be interesting how it develops. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm still on the Monster Hunter World kick. I think that's the best one out there. Uh, in terms of my hunting genre rankings, I would place this right at the bottom, which might be okay. saying like, oh, no, it's garbage. Don't try it. But it's right next to Soul Sacrifice, okay. which I think is another cool. great hunting game. That's fair. Okay, and moving on, I'm going to talk about We Happy Few, because, you know, we haven't talked about that enough. We even did a cover for this game a year ago, I want to say. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. So, the big thing for uh, We Happy Few is they've actually put in an actual story. They now have an actual narrative that follows four different characters total throughout the game. At least that's what they're saying right now. And it's, it's planned to be an actual full experience rather than the procedurally generated, just you do random things throughout this world. Um, so, uh, does anyone here know what you have before? Yes. I know it's basically like you're in a psych ward. Yeah, so it's basically England after some war. Uh, I believe it's supposed to be like a weird World War II scenario type thing where it didn't end as we all think it did. Okay. Um. And this drug called Joy exists. And what the Joy does is it kind of masks reality. So it, may, it basically, think of it like happy pills at all times. Yeah. Uh, but while you're on Joy, you don't realize how horrible the world is. So the big the big trailer was when you're a character and you you kind of, you think you're going to this party, but you, your Joy starts wearing off and the pinata you think you're hitting is actually a dead rat. And then you, as you're smashing it open, you realize you're just smashing open a, a creature and the candy falls. You get the kind of the picture here. Yeah. So the demo we played during Judges Week was a segment of the game that takes place right after that trailer. Um, you're trying to get into this. You're basically trying to figure your way around this world, figure out what's going on, and figure out how to get out of where you are. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, you're, I know. you're dinging. <laughs> Should have turned that off. <laughs> so um, it really still feels the same game we've seen before. It just now has direction. So you know what you... You can kind of work, walk through the world, figure out what's going on, interact with di- different NPCs, and figure out different ways to deal with the challenges ahead of you. It just, if you've played a game like that, like, um, I'll even follow just kind of like that, where you have different challenges, you must kind of work your way through these different scenarios and just figure out the best way to take on what's in front of you. And it, it, it feels like an action, it feels like a procedurally generated first-person action game. Yeah. It 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 isn't doing enough new yet. The style was really cool when they first showed it off, and it's being made in Canada. So I'm really impressed and happy with that fact. It's just as of this moment right now, I'm not seeing what's going to draw people in for the long term. Hmm. Okay. 
Uh, there's some really good mechanics. There's some really good animation style to the game. But I'm questioning if I would play the game and actually suffer through some of the weird annoyances with the way the game controls enough to play through a 20 to some hour experience. So was there anything of like value experience with the narrative or it's, do you think it was like a tutorial or a tag on it more of a, it's a way to get direction to the world. Okay. So if you don't have it, you just kind of wander aimlessly and eventually just kind of walk on areas that may, may push things forward with the narrative. It kind of forces your hand and pushes you into directions of trying different things within the world. Okay. It acts. The one I tried acts kind of like a tutorial, but it also acts as a way to kind of push the player and make them not feel aimless within the world. I see. Yeah, that's probably really necessary because, like, that is a real problem with games that have, like, a like procedurally generated sort of survival yeah. crafting focus. Mm-hmm. And We Happy Few really seemed to me like the game, the kind of game that should have been more like Bioshock than, you know, something like, rust i guess yeah i think every, when people first saw it they thought it'd be like bioshock but what they got was kind of a rust game a rust style game in a cool postmodern pop um brit pop yeah. style world yeah and they really world. should have leaned harder into that like they should have leaned harder into like focusing it like, like if you want to have some survival elements fine but i think like having this kind of weird open world thing going on like it just doesn't really yeah. gel with like narratively with the kind of game they I think they wanted to make. No, I think what they wanted to make was that was the same time that No Man's Sky was being touted and this uh. the procedurally generated, hey, we're a small team, we can't build that massive thing. What if the game just built yeah. itself? Ah. I, I feel that as quickly we've quickly learned it doesn't work. You can't just have a game build itself and make a fun experience. Yeah. You need to have some direction, you need to have some budget put into gameplay because if you have a few systems that kind of work and you just kind of let loose on a world you quickly get bored yeah it's only ever going to be as fun as you make it right and not everyone's going to make it as fun Mm -hmm. as other people so someone might jump in there and spend hours just kind of sneaking around houses but someone else might be like i keep dying when i do this this is stupid i don't want to play this anymore yeah and i think that's the biggest problem with any kind of open world procedurally generated game if you don't have anything to direct the player eventually players get bored and just give up is there any multiplayer component to it as if they weren't talking about that so mm-hmm. it could mean there's nothing it could mean there's an entire multiplayer component they just haven't sold said everyone yet uh-huh. as anything with it before e3 until they announced it yeah who yeah. knows yeah but Rand, it was um one of the heads of the studio were talking about it discussing it and what really they're kind of pushing is this narrative that gives you an idea of how the world works, how the people in the world act, and what you as a player can kind of experience. No one's really good or bad in this world. It's just a lot of gray, and it's up to you to figure out how to kind of work within it. I see. Cool. Yeah. It's 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 it did show off some stealth elements. It's but then again, I was trying to do the way that the game was telling me to play, and then I just ended up running through, hitting things with crowbars, and then falling to where I needed to fall. I'm like, eh, that worked. <laughs> I saw like other journalists in the room doing it very carefully, trying to find the best route. And I just ran through, <laughs> got to the end. I'm like, that was neat. <laughs> but then again, in a press demo, you have it. There's a, it's a vertical slice. You're only going to see a certain amount. So, you know, yep. if it's just past this wall, who cares if I get like half dead by the time I'm getting there, if I get there at the end of the demo, I've seen everything. True. Yeah. So it, it, it works well. 
I just I want to see more from the story because a lot of what I've seen already from this I've seen previously in previous demos. Okay. So it wasn't enough new for me personally to really make me change my mind on what the game's ultimately going to be. But it's still early. There's still a little ways before it's released, so we'll mm. see what happens. Okay. Cool. Now, um, Alex, I, I see. Uh, actually, no. Let's jump to Jordan because Jordan hasn't talked in a while. <laughs> Wizards of Legends. Yeah, I picked apparently. it up. Uh, I wanted to talk about it last week, but unfortunately, I couldn't be on the podcast. Um, yeah, I wonder what, whose fault is that? Maybe someone's interested in the internet. That. I don't know. It was a, it was a time <laughs> thing. You know, eleven o'clock means eleven o'clock, guys. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was the internet. Continue. It's all Jordan's fault. One hundred percent Jordan's fault. But yeah, no. So uh, I, I was looking into it uh, after it came out because we talked about it. I think on like the the Friday on the podcast before last. And it looked really interesting to okay, me. Sure. And uh, it's pretty cool. I, I really do enjoy it. I think it's um, it's got some like flaws that are kind of like inherent in like the sort of like, you know, roguelite uh, genre. Hmm. Um, roguelike. Like, it's, is it roguelike or roguelite? It's rogue as in like rogue. Like but I've seen it's roguelite as well. Is that no, different? no, that, that's then they're wrong. Yeah, it's rogue like, as in it is a game similar to rogue briefly, but um, okay, <laughs> a, a rogue light is not quite a rogue like, it's a fuzzy definition, but it's a starting place. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. I've heard people use both terms, anywho. Well, for the sake of argument, we'll use rogue like. Um, it's pretty good, like, it's it's got a lot of uh, a variety to it. You play as like a wizard and uh you like you you're kind of like um brought into this weird like fantasy world almost by accident like it sort of starts out like in the present day and you're at like a museum uh you're still kind it's like a magic museum where i guess people can still use magic in this world um and then you're in this like weird like wizarding tournament where you're trying to get through these like three trials of like the three like elder wizards and uh as you're going through, you know, you're collecting, you're like, you you kind of like get gems because it's it, it really is one of those like roguelikes where like you're never really going to make it through the first couple of levels like easily. And it's just you're supposed to just die repeatedly and collect money and find new spells and stuff. Um, there's a lot of versatility with the magic itself, too. Like you have like your basic attack, um, sort of like a long range attack, a big power attack, a dash move. And um it's really cool. Like you have like, you know, it, it almost feels like Avatar because you have like water, fire, uh, wind, uh, earth, lightning, ice. Uh, there's a chaos magic that I haven't found yet because like the bad guys are made of like chaos energy. Oh, I thought we were still talking Avatar and I was like, I missed that episode. <laughs> lightning, well, kind of. Missed the chaos element. Last episodes. The spirit ah. stuff in Korra. Um, uh. <laughs> but yeah, like, it's gonna it, make a good game the only thing yeah. that I find kind of weird about it is like it it's very like um f- at least like aesthetically it's v- it's very reminiscent of something that almost like um like uh hyperlight drifter that's but what I thought too the mm-hmm. levels like are they're they feel very small in relation to the size of like the characters and the enemies so you kind of always feel like you never really have enough space to move around um and then like yeah like you kind of get into these like little these little box 
arenas and all these enemies show up and you just you always feel like you you take a lot more hits than i think you should if you had like like just i guess like smaller sprites or a bigger uh like room to play in i don't know if that's like a design choice like it's supposed to be like that because you know you, you start to learn like what's going on and move how to move around a little bit more effectively but like it's just you know there's 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 those times where you you run into a room and it's so small that you just get like you just take a bunch of damage because things just spawn in and you have you like you had nowhere to go so they just automatically hit you yeah i think i think something like that is actually design intentional just because they do want to uh increase the difficulty or even artificially increase it like i played city of brass last week and the way they did it was messing with your perception where I have to watch now every every direction that I can below, up top, in front, left, mm-hmm. right, just to watch out for yeah. traps. And this one, they're they're dealing with sprite side and stuff just so that they have an increased hitbox for you. Yeah, that's a little bit disappointing. So you know, it's it. So yeah, it's just it it it's never like it's never like game breaking. It's just kind of like it can be like minorly annoying. Um, but I've had those yeah. same problems with even stuff like Enter the Gungeon, right? That feels like very much uh, like, you know, the solution to the problem I'm talking about where you just you get into a room and it's just like, you know, things just pop in and you have no way to dodge anything. Like it just it just it's kind of part and parcel with the like the roguelike um, design. Yeah, you got a bad yeah. route. But like all the all the magic is very like um, is very varied and, and versatile. Like it never feel it doesn't really feel like even attacks that are sort of similar in nature uh, don't really feel like the same. Like everything feels different and, and unique to its like to its classification. And uh, and I really like it. Every you know I, I I find myself like playing it more and more. Like I'll sit down and play it for like a couple minutes, and then the next time I sit down and play it, it's like ten minutes, and then twenty minutes, like. Right, right. Yeah, no, it's really cool. I I would highly recommend it. Yeah, nice. cool. I had a lot of fun playing it at uh, Remington Zubies as well. Huh, awesome. Yeah, Alex. Hey, hey, hey. I hear you have some things to talk about Overwatch and uh, comics, apparently. Yeah, so Overwatch League stuff. I mean, I'm kind of just I'm kind of jaded right now this week because uh, jaded. I'm jaded. I'm I'm not feeling good because the top team in the league, NYXL, is just too dominant, right? Yeah. And I mean, there's the grand finals happening. There's playoffs and everything. But at this point, it's like they're going to win it all. It's, it's so not... it, it's just it's too one sided to actually make it interesting. Yeah, to, to put that into perspective, uh, NYXL has 32 wins on the year, mm-hmm. three losses, and that is more than the bottom four teams in the league combined. <laughs> and, there's, <laughs> and, and there's 12 teams in the league, right? So it, it's it's the first season and everything. And where is NYXL based? For, uh, New York. That's New York Excelsior. So okay. they they have the home. Which one? Which is their symbol? Uh, it is a. It's just this, um, a rectangle with blue and black. That's not. Yeah, that's I, I, awesome. want, I want one with a cool dragon or. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the Shanghai Dragons. They're 0 and 35 right okay, now. Okay, wow. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, go with simple shapes, then you'll win. <laughs> yeah, it's just like focus on in game. Don't worry about your logo. I guess. So the best logo is clearly we filled a box with a color. I don't know. We're done. Yeah, yeah. It's just a color. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a paint splash. We focus on winning instead. Like, but it's, We spent all our money on making this blue square. Our yeah. symbol is blue square. Yeah. <laughs> well, blue square is working. Okay, they have 32 wins, three losses. Okay. Their map differential is plus 85, which is ridiculous, and it's more than the you know the next three teams combined. Okay, so right. anyway, they're dominating is the point. And it, it's come to a point that their, their matches get um, much fewer viewers than 
matches in other teams. Because no one cares. They're like, yeah, you're going to win. I, I was yes. watching yesterday. It was, it was New York versus Philly, who's like the sixth place team. Not bad, right? Yeah. But there was only 84,000 people. That that was the peak of the of, of the whole stream. Okay. Viewers, right? Yeah. And to put that in perspective, when Shanghai, who's hasn't won all year, played against Seoul, who's a mid-tier team, there were 120,000 people. So at this point, it's just not competitive. We know they're going to win. Yeah. And that's, you know, that kind of hurts the league. I mean, they're adding six more teams next year, but they got to figure out a way to balance add more out. balance, whether yeah. they add some rules, whether you need to lose some players if you win it all. I, I, I don't know what they really need to do because they're sort of figuring that out. But. I, I can't see any team being like, yeah, we won too much. We just have to get rid of players. Like, no team will ever agree to that. You you won the first year. You can't win the next year. I'm we sorry. We need draft picks. <laughs> get out of the league. Yeah. Like- I mean, what they mean, we've other sports teams, they do. If you're lower in the league, you get the first selection. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think that's how – is that how it works in Overwatch? Uh, they haven't said anything yet. So, I mean, I've, if not, it's like, you know, now we're just going to keep our good players. It's basically Peace signings, out. right? And no one has a contract beyond season one right now. Right, right. So it's it's all, it's all really up in the air and all happening. But mm. you know, in other sports, a bad team can beat a good team. But the issue in Overwatch League is that it's so um, fast paced, so many yeah. battles, so many options to come back and do it that uh, the skill gap really does show. That's fair. So too bad. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, you know. You are you still looking losing. forward to the finals? Or I'm so less, excited. Less, okay. yeah. you still you don't care. You're like I I booked nah. my ticket. I'll be in New York for it. So yeah. gonna be good. <laughs> That's sweet. Okay, but yeah. Now, Cole, there were some comics this week, right? We had we had comics. Yeah. You've been reading some things? Every week we got comics. My wallet's dry. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I think a big reason why your wallet may be dry is that Amazing Spider-Man number 800 costs you $15. Yeah. Nine, $15? $9.99 US. Plus markup. What yep. are you? 40% markup on Canada. And 40? Then, yeah, and then you got taxes on that. Yeah. But that's not what the dollar is. The dollar's only 20% difference. Forty percent markup. Forty percent markup. Okay, my, we gotta uh, deal with it. Yep. My start store. investing now. <laughs> <laughs> Invest in Bitcoin. The answer. Everything must be bought in Bitcoin. I, I need to become a professional Bitcoin. esports player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll get that joke later. Yes. Yeah. Check out the site. <laughs> so yeah, uh, for Spider-Man Eight Hundred, it's the Go Down Swing conclusion, which is also the end to Dan Slot's run. Yeah, and I mean, DC's had a pretty lengthy run on the character. Yeah, so. about fifty issues or so. Yeah. Um. His run has been a lot of hit or miss for me. Very hit, very miss. And I mean, the, yeah. the people I talk to who read the book or don't read the book now, or either they love Slut or they like hate him more than anyone in their lives. Yeah, because they did do different things with the character. But I think it was for me the, hey, we, we've set up Peter Parker now with Parker Industries. Yep. He's this billionaire. He's... So Peter Parker's now a billionaire. No. Yep. Well, not now. Okay. <laughs> that, now... Was, that was three months ago. Yeah. Right? yeah. So he's <laughs> broke now? He's broke again? Yep. He's okay. broke He's broke again, and now he's just uh, like a fill-in science teacher or something. Yeah, so maybe he lost it, all his money buying those expensive comic books. I mean, the big thing was Spider-Man kind of died. Peter Parker died. Norman Osborn took over. No, sorry, uh, Doc Ock took over yeah, in his Doc body. Ock. And then, anyway, he's back. He's rich. Now he's not rich. He's a teacher. So did, did he lose his money, or was there it's just another Spider-Man? They said, screw that entire line. What happened there? Uh, I believe it was like a villain got a hold of Parker Industries, used it for bad, and then yeah. Peter's like, he okay. He made a lot of questionable decisions, you know, Bitcoin and stuff. So oh, okay, spent okay, all yeah. his money on very expensive comic books. <laughs> so he's the one pumping up Bitcoin. He invested in himself, yeah. and it didn't work out. He didn't get the public confidence. Yeah, so. and now a company called Alchemax is now in its place. Yeah, oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, it is as, as, as it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and Peter Parker's like, screw this business world. I want to be a teacher. Yeah. I don't think by choice. He's, he's more just yeah. like he was lazying around in his girlfriend's apartment. He's like, I think I should get a job. Yeah. And it's like, what am I qualified for? Well, I mean, if he I, ran in a company, he could be like, 
yeah, I can run any like a CEO does always land or, the that's, that's or, the thing, Brendan. That's what people question. Like, yeah. why can't he just land another big or job? He could, he could become like a one of those speakers to be like, take your business to the next level. And yeah, just, yeah. But um, this issue was one whole story, and for you know, big price tag, but it was just one full thing, which was you know, you know. A lot of the anniversary issues are you, you get a bunch of different stories, a bunch of different. I mean, teams. I remember your anniversary issues from the '80s and '90s. They were yeah. just really big issues that had lots of stuff in them. Yeah, is that kind of what we're getting here? This, this is yeah. very much what that is, and okay. we also really cheap feel to them. Is that what we're getting here? We <sighs> we get a death that didn't seem like a death until you see the coffin. Like, yeah, <laughs> like there's a guy who's kind of crumpled, and then the next page is like. This is his coffin. You're at his funeral. Yeah, because in the panel, it looked like, oh, he's he's badly injured. He yeah. probably needs medical attention. No, he did. <laughs> we decided to forego the med- the medical attention. He wasn't he wasn't pushing books, so uh, he was. Yeah, it's gone. It's fine. Now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess the interesting thing for this book was the villain. Where okay. it is, Norman Osborn yep. is back, but now he has the Carnage symbiote. So he is the Red Goblin. I I don't care. I don't care. Care, Brendan. No. <laughs> I paid so much for this book. You better no, care. Please. You know something? No. I don't need more symbiotes. Symbiotes were cool in the mid nineties. I don't I don't need more. Yeah. I think Carnage was never cool. What? No. Oh. Sorry. He's not. I love my edgelords. <laughs> but yeah. Carnage was always the we're extreme two DC. Look what we can do. Carnage kills everyone. He kills everyone. Even himself. Yeah. No, he just called. He called oh, Venom. Intense. He well, called Venom mother a lot, and that got weird. Yeah. Hmm. Here, that don't happen. But yeah. <laughs> one of the positives of this one that that does not happen. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was a good story. I thought that this was a good way for Dan Slott to actually end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Because it looked like you finally put effort into this story. Because with that mid peak where yeah. uh, Peter is just jumping from from CEO to science teacher, I'm like. I dropped off. It just wasn't enjoyable. It's true, and it, I mean, it, it did feel I a lot ask like... again, why didn't he just apply to, you know, other companies? Like, he could be the CEO of Uber. He's not I smart. don't know. Oh. Nah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I want to be a... I don't... I want to be a teacher, I guess. But yeah, I mean, it was... It I want to like inspire was, the young. Also, and he did. if he was a CEO of a company, would he not kind of walk away with a golden parachute of like a few million dollars and never need to work again? He no, squandered all, it. All the assets are dissolved and they're all putting Alchemax. That's... Not how com- that's convenient writing. That's not how companies not wrote it. It's that's happening. literally not how companies work. Yeah. So I, it was at that time. I feel like I don't know if it was editorial saying we got to go to this next arc. We got a relaunch going. But I felt that the middle of his run really did sag. Yeah. yeah. That's whether he lost interest in the character or not. You know, it's, like, nah, it's yeah. Science, you know. But yeah, it, sure. You know, the end of his run is good. It's a bit pricey, but I mean, if you've read the previous issues, you may as well finish it off. Yeah. yeah. So it's an extra thick issue then. Yes. Yeah, it's extra pages. thick. Okay, but sorry. Before we finish, the cover page is awful. Yes, like it's the cover. And we're not talking about the art. No, no, we're, it's we're talking art. about why is why are the interior pages used as the cover for yeah. an eighty-page book? The yeah. paper quality is awful. Like, just yeah, awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're losing money on comics. Come on, guys. Come on. I just gave fifteen bucks no, no, for one no, issue. No, 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 no. They're losing money on Cole. Yeah, Cole's losing money on comics. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Marvel, uh, Brian Michael Bendis's first DC book. Man of Steel number one is officially out. I mean, we, we had some new comic book day stuff. Oh, there's the cover. Why? Did, okay, I'm gonna. I'm, you might not see yeah. this, but why? Does, I don't think they will. <laughs> okay, they won't. No, okay. they definitely do not because we're on audio here. Describe it for us. Uh, but why is Superman looking like he's just either the smuggest guy ever or just high as a kite? Well, um, it's it, a good mix of both. To that. be fair, <laughs> none of the characters that appear on the cover in the book except Superman, so he's probably having a hallucinogenic he's like, sort of yeah. episode. Or he just, he just toked up. He's like, oh, God. 
It's me and so the crew. Good. So yeah. good. We're going to hang out. I'm with the entire Justice League. They're everywhere. Yeah. Oh, and so the, the Justice League don't appear in this book. And it's it's kind of a standard. I mean, Bendis does Why show Why aren't they on the cover? It's sell books, I yeah. guess. Yeah, sell books. So they wanted to have Wonder Woman on the cover. It's like, Wonder Woman's here. Ah, I tricked you. People like to remove it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, comic book covers are evil. But, uh, you know, it's... It introduces it. It really goes into the villain that Brendis introduced in the Superman. Was it one thousand issue? Yeah, yeah. And then it also just focuses on his stuff at home. So it's uh yeah. But there are questions. Okay, what's up with Lois Lane and his freaking and 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 John? And John, like, we don't uh, know. My wife and my son. At the end of the issue, ends with a white light and them sort of disappearing. And it's like, is this Infinity War? Because I'm not down for that. <laughs> but how he treats it too, like he's not searching for them. He, no, he's like. Oh, I'm sad that they're gone. I guess they're gone. I mean, I have powers that I can literally like spin around the earth and you know go back in time, but yeah. I'm not going to do that because I want to live a bachelor life. Like, what the fuck, Superman? Yeah, it's very weird oh. right now what Bendis wants to do. From the three issues that we've kind of seen, we've seen him DC Nation Zero. Yep. We've seen him in Action Comics 1000. I think that this was his best showing. Okay. I think that the book was actually fun, yep. but... It still leaves me with questions because I don't know if he's capable anymore. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's he's getting you know, he's been in the comic industry a long time. Yeah, he spent so, yeah. twenty years at Marvel, and I mean, yeah, we, we give him time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. or beyond the stone Superman, maybe. A <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but at the same time, I mean, DC Nation and his action comic story were not good. Yeah, no, they, they 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 were. They wrong. focused on the wrong things. Yeah, Is at, Superman Stone there too. Uh, probably kind of. Okay. Wishes he was just you know. <laughs> Because DC Nation Zero focused on his red trunks being back. Yeah. And, and, uh. Maybe Bendis is just stone. I don't, I don't Actually, no, it was Action Comics 1000 that focused yeah, on yeah. the trunks. And I, I think we talked about this, but it, but it was like, you know, do or die situation. And these yeah. girls are like, hey, he has red trunks now. That's pretty wacky. That's cute. And they, that just kept going. Oh, that's less than ideal. Yeah, yeah but it's important. It, I mean, yeah, oh, I guess red's a nice really but I mean, this wasn't like a knock your socks off issue. And I think it was just, it had parts that was nice. Superman, like he saved people from a burning building. Okay. He connected with a firefighter. It, it was a nice Superman. So it was bringing him back to ground earth, uh, grounded Superman. Yeah, and at the same time, really pushing, really pushing away with, you know, the villain introduces basically, he's like, I killed Krypton. Yeah. And it's so, like, and now that, we're getting his backstory. Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'm not really excited about that. Wasn't honestly. it Brainiac that destroyed Krypton? No. That's what you think. Find out uh, if it was Val Krog or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he looks like a jacked up General Zod. So, so he's yeah. really buff. He he's looks buff. like General Zod meets Doomsday. Yeah. She's so like, I just took a lot of steroids. I'm ready to go, Superman. Yep. It looks and like they're very... Krypton steroids. Oh, no. Yeah. It, ex- yeah, it's, it looks like a very 90s villain. But I mean. So you mean muscles upon muscles so you cannot physically move his arms if he was real life? Yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Okay. Neat. Anything else? Uh, and I say that quickly so we can get out of this sauna yes. that is this office. I think the last one we'll touch on is Doomsday Clock, number five of yep. 12. Now, you were telling me Doomsday Clock. It's the concept that the... The Watchmen are now in the DC universe. And yeah. less racist? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, the, the Watchmen universe kind of blew up at, uh, in the first issue. It's kind of gone. And yeah. it, it, So they, they've just merged the universes then? Well, uh, through Rebirth... Yeah. What has happened is that Batman has discovered the comedian's pin, which means, hey, what's going on here now with that? Mm-hmm. And what the Watchmen are trying to do in their own universe, right, now, right. they've jumped over to ours, yep. well, to DC's, and are saying, we want to find Dr. Manhattan. Mm-hmm. We want him to put our world right. Because Manhattan is jumped ship from the Watchmen universe. At the end of Watchmen, he goes from, I guess, the Watchmen universe, and he goes to the DC universe. We don't yeah. know why. We, sure. We why just not? know that he's okay. there. Sure. Whether it's to create it or to or to actually 
reincarnate himself so he can yeah. live a better life. Right, right. Okay. Or just to chill. He could just, yeah. yeah, that's really, like, no. Some people just want to chill. Some people just want to relax yeah. and have a chill time. But basically, yeah. the series of uh, Ozymandias. Uh, Ozymandias. Ozymandias. A new Rosh- Rosh- okay. Rorschach. Rorschach. That guy. As in the Rorschach <laughs> test. Yeah. Sure. And then uh, two new um, villains sort of jump over and they're in the DC universe. And at the same time, there's this um, a- anti-superhero sentiment going on. People are like against batman and i think that superheroes are built by governments in order to wage war against each other so okay it's kind of like an arms race story happening yeah. in the background so because everyone like, wants like their own little super army kind. yeah so it, it's it's taking the concepts from the original watchmen and kind of turning them in their head a bit kind of yes. modernizing yeah. them cool. in, in, in 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 a lot of ways so it's basically a superhero arms race that's neat and you know batman's kind of caught in the middle of all of it yeah he's trying to put together the pieces right now because he's met up with with rorschach and he's met up with ozymandias yeah. now okay and and by met up, it's more like, hey, you're in jail and I don't trust you. It's like, as you do, you as know, Batman does. that's yeah. fair. Yeah, because I don't yeah. trust you. Mm-hmm. But it, what they're doing with Doomsday Clock, I think, is one of the best events that I've read in recent memory. Yep. And one that I think everyone should check out because, who is it? Jeff Johns is Jeff writing Jones it. Jeff Johns is writing it. Okay, that's, that's, a good, that's some good talent artist. behind there. And Gary Frank on art. So. Yeah, Gary Frank has been doing a lot. Gary Frank does some gorgeous stuff. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. And... Right now, the the saddest part about this series is that it's bi-monthly. Yeah, oh. it, and it didn't start off like that. It started off as a monthly series, and then Gary Frank, it, it's a lot of art to draw. That's, I mean, I don't blame. I, I was I've talking to a lot of comic artists recently, yeah. just for like different stories. I don't envy their workload. Like it sounds mm-hmm. like they yeah. just work themselves to the bone. Yep. So it's like if they want to take a month off, I don't blame them. Yeah, but they'll do it. Yeah, but it's just sad because once I read one issue, two yeah. months come come and and here's the next one it's, i've forgotten it's what the most happened exciting thing on the stands right <laughs> right and, yeah. and so like it doesn't come out on often enough and it's that's too bad th- this is definitely one where i'm what once it's done i'm gonna buy it and trade just so i can yeah. have one thing and read it all together but yeah is it gonna be is there a projected end date like is there only 12? yeah it's 12 issues okay. so we're five out of 12 right now so yeah, we're okay. almost halfway point. a little ways to go then yeah okay. and I mean, another thing on the so cover. it's like two years to finish <laughs> another thing on the cover yeah joker There's predominantly joker. yeah right there on the cover right and he yeah. appears on the last page, of course. Of course. Well, yeah, you're yep. getting you ready. Yep, which is... Pri- priming you for. Which is a bit annoying, but it's it's a good issue and a lot of fun stuff. And it's... it's Jeff Johns is really letting loose here and it looks like he can do whatever he want with the Watchmen universe, which, I mean, Alan Moore fans, fans of the original yeah. Watchmen, you might not be pleased with that, but it's doing some fun stuff. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Anything else? Uh, just assuming No Justice ends pretty bad. Yeah, okay. it, it ends cool. like you think. It's going to launch four new titles. There you go. Yep. Shall we wrap up there then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let us wrap up. That's a powerful okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was my goal. We want to get out of this room. Yes, we, it is really hot in here. Um, as every podcaster ever, if you listen to any podcast ever during the summer, because you can't have AC on, you can't have fans going, you just have to exist in this hot box for a while. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening. And if you like what you hear or want to hear no more about what we do or talk about, visit us at CG Mag Online. Like and subscribe to our podcast on the Bundes Podcast Network, iTunes, and your favorite podcast apps. You can follow us on Facebook at CG Magazine, Instagram at CG Mag Online, and Twitter at CG Mag Online. Uh, you have Twitters you want to plug, everyone. My name's Cole Watson. You can catch me at Kaiser underscore Watson. Hi, Cole. I'm Alex Hansiuk, and you can catch me <laughs> at X Hansiuk. Uh, Bfry26 for me, Jordan. Uh, it's at Ninja Jordan underscore. Awesome. You can patch past episodes of the Pixel Link podcast on YouTube. So subscribe to our channel. Thanks again for the Bun Podcast Network and Comic Bento for sponsoring the podcast from everyone here at CG Magazine. Have a great weekend. Keep cool, everyone. Yeah, it's going to be warm this weekend. Have a good one, everyone. Bye.